This, 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 this is mythical. Welcome to Best Friends Back All Right, the show where two high school best friends try the best friend thing again. I'm Stevie Wynn Levine. And I'm Nagin Homoyfad. And today we're going to be talking about cliques, the high school social hierarchy, the cafeteria conundrum, the other alliteration I do not have written down. Uh, Nagin, hi. Good day to you. How are you? I'm great. You want to pause this whole thing? We can unpack uh, the great that you just delivered <gasps> and then come back. Uh, you know, okay, so in order to record this without interference, I kicked my husband out of the, of the apartment okay. because he's on work calls. And I was like, I can't have your loud, towering voice in the background of a woman's podcast. Well, where honey. is he? He doesn't have tiny cars to get in. He's <laughs> he in what area? Tiny, a common area of our building little workspace yeah that's Um, nice that's convenient it is really and it's so well decorated it's actually a pleasure (laughs) to be is this what you said to him to convince him (laughs) to go to the common area i did but i said honey can you wear your airpods there instead of your noise canceling headphones because when he has the noise canceling headphones it's like dialed up volume (laughs) 3x and he's like, well, in my interpretation of this. Inf- <laughs> oh, my God. Cassie gets on me constantly for that. Constantly. Anyway, so he, I kicked him out, but then he left the dog with me. And I was really nervous that Kishmish would be barking during this because it's close to his pee-pee time. But he's <laughs> Oh, my God. He has scheduled pee-pee times. Of course. What are you talking about? I'm sorry. City dog. Yeah. I guess. City dog. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess yeah. that's right. Um, <laughs> I was going to ask you, before we jump into the um, specific clicks and go through clickdom, who would you say the most popular girl in our grade, like popular, who was the most popular girl to you? Well, is this popularity based on how well liked they were or how well known they were? I think not the literal definition, but like the high school definition of popular. Does that make sense? Yeah, I just really resent it. Uh, that's fine. You can you can resent it. But I'm asking because I have a story specifically yeah. about who I feel like the most popular girl in school yeah. was. So I want to see if we align there. I think the most popular girl in school was popular girl number one. Thank you for giving your answer in a full sentence. I appreciate (laughs) that you did that. Um, Who is popular girl number one? As a reminder, we give real people that we discuss fake names because we're not assholes. Okay. I considered I considered popular girl number one for that spot because and I want to talk later about specifically the Grimsley women's soccer team because to me a lot of the popular girls were on that soccer team and it was very intimidating that they they were all on that team but that's not who I was thinking of I was thinking of somebody that was very close to her popular girl number two yes yes that's exactly who I was thinking of does that does that resonate I to get, you like do you I, get that that would be i get it i get okay it. i think they i think these two individuals represent different kinds of popular but they were close friends they were friends i've been doing a little digging through the back of our senior year yearbook where yeah. you would submit like end of year like you had a page or quarter page uh collab, like photo collage that your yeah. families would submit but they were would also submit and pay friend. for yes and pay for yeah it was expensive yeah um but there were also friend groups that would yes, submit yes. things and i was looking through them and i was like that's ridiculous that's ridiculous why would friends do that and then i found one of us <laughs> yeah yeah we were pretty ridiculous we were ridiculous but then i looked at the different groups and i was like oh that helped to me clarify who the real like ride or die friend groups were 
And oh, I so you think see... friendship was paid for? It, it, ultimately, if you paid to advertise you paid. your friendship, it was real. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Going back to the second girl that you said was the most popular girl. Okay, so this is why I brought it up. I have... <laughs> You're like the one where you agree with me. <laughs> yeah, going back to... We'll just cut out the part where you say the other name first. I do agree. Like, I, I know why you said the name, but... Yeah. Popular girl number two. We went to middle school together. I mean, we, we grew up together. And then there is that classic, like, oh, we're best friends in middle school. And then as soon as we get to this big public high school, she, you know, sets her sights on on being the most popular girl in school. At least I think that's how it happened. And I set my sights on not being the most popular girl in school. So are you saying that because you think that like if you had set your sights on it, you could have also achieved a similar level? of? (laughs) I don't know what she achieved ultimately. And we can get to this because this particular girl, I think, had a little bit of that mean girl. Like there's a there's that mean girl popularity. And of course, she was beautiful. And, you know, I think that people wanted to be around her because she wielded this like power popularity power um and like i said i i was arguably best friends with her in in middle school and then had this this big change where we no longer were really friends and i think it's also because there was that sense of meanness that i didn't like mm-hmm. um but i wanted to tell you just a little just a little story before we start cuz this is a story that is in my core gay memory. Oh. Um, oh. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Okay, so you remember that game that we'd play? I guess it was around middle school time where essentially, like, one person closes their eyes and they put out their arm, like, straight out. Oh, Yes. You know what I'm saying? And, and then the other person, to the yeah, the other person like very lightly uses two fingers. I am in, I, I, that has nothing love to do that with game. anything. I I'm love just, that game. It just happened to be two fingers. Yeah. And um, yeah, and they'd lightly bring it up your arm and then you'd say stop when you thought they'd got to the, like the crease of your elbow. And then yes. every time you'd like look and the crazy thing is, is that when your eyes are closed and you're not looking, it feels like they're at the crease of your elbow and in reality they're like three inches down your arm and so the game was like how close can you yell stop when it gets to the actual crease right um so this was something that we did girls did in middle school i don't think the guys were doing this in middle school (laughs) um and i remember very distinctly she was hanging out at my house and we were sitting there and she took her hand and like put it at my knee, but like interior thigh knee area. And she started (gasps) going (gasps) up and she said, tell me to like, tell me to stop when uh, you're making I'm making you feel too uncomfortable. I can't remember what? how she phrased it. It was essentially like it was almost like I dare you to tell me to stop. If that makes sense, like put yourself in the mind of like oh my god, a twelve year old, thirteen year old, and of course, like in that mindset, you're like one. Okay, is this a challenge? In which case, I'm not gonna say stop because like that's the point is that like oh you want to see how brave i am Mm -hmm. um i don't remember the ending to that particular story but i do Do you remember remember that i'm sorry you only did it (laughs) you only remember the beginning you don't remember how far things went I think I wound up saying stop at like the mid thigh area and then okay. like because oh, you were so, like it so, felt so like the giggly. middle crease of your arm. <laughs> yes, that's exactly what I was thinking about was the middle crease of my arm. No other middle creases. So why are you bringing the story up? I just thought it was fun. Yeah, I'm surprised you didn't bring it up in a later <laughs> episode of coming out with Stevie Levine. <laughs> 
Well, I mean, I do feel like that episode. Well, okay, I said it was a core gay memory. I don't think it was like a memory that like made me gay. <laughs> like, you know, like I think it's just like a memory that I have of arguably the most popular girl in our high school. Oh, okay. And that, yeah, so that, if you remember, that was the connection at the top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then you went back in time. I got Yeah. It. So just to give everyone like a sense of, you know, my relationship with the most popular girl in high mm. school. Um anyway, uh Do you remember do you remember was there like any event that had you two going in separate ways? Like the first day of school. I mean, I don't I think it was just I think that she made the effort to be popular and I just didn't that wasn't my motive like it was this school is so new i mean like i told you last episode we had 12 kids in our class and then we had 500 or Mm -hmm. i had 500 and so it was like like this is beyond different how do i survive and you know and i think her her mentality was this is different how do i rule um (laughs) so i think that was it but it's you know when when we go back to kind of the first day of school or like freshman year in this this big public school um you know one of the places that clicks kind of dominate is like lunchtime right oh my um, god that's you know that's where everyone stays in their group and i think for us at grimsley the grove uh which was essentially like the quad or like the mm-hmm. you know the the, the out- courtyard of our yeah the large courtyard in between you know multiple buildings and there were picnic tables and it was also where uh you'd gather like at the top of the day it was really anxiety inducing because yes. the bell would ring for lunch and i think we had one or two pe- like two different periods for lunch because everyone in our school couldn't fit at the same time. And even within one period, there was not space for everyone inside. There was a cafeteria where you where you could sit. Um, and then there was the Grove. And I think actually cafe- lunchtime was a great reflection of how segregated our school could be. Because we didn't sit in the cafeteria. Yeah. You sat in the cafeteria to get lunch, to buy lunch from school. Um, and so you bought lunch from school and sat in the cafeteria or you brought it yourself or went off campus if you were older. But it was like the bell would ring and there was a mad dash to get a picnic table to get like a few square inches of space. <laughs> yeah. Well, and you also knew very specifically where different groups were sitting. And I, I remember the another awkward freshman year s- story. The Grove was so anxiety inducing at that stage that I that's when I got glasses no that's when I got contacts for the first time because I had glasses the reason I had glasses is because I couldn't see the board I was getting headaches uh Uh. you know trying to see the board so I'd just gotten glasses and then I didn't have contacts so I would put the glasses on to look at the uh chalkboard or or not chalkboard whiteboard yeah yeah um And I was embarrassed. I did not want to wear glasses all the time. So I got contacts. But the motive of me getting contacts was because I couldn't see where my friends were when I'd enter into the grove. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Did you one time like sit at the wrong table? Dude, (laughs) my heart rate was at an all time high entering into the grove and like it felt like for some reason everyone was staring at you, even though no right. one was and no one right. really cared. But it was like <gasps> we were the main character of all our own stories. And meanwhile, yeah. we were like not even in like a background actor. <laughs> yeah. Well, OK, so that's one of the things that I do want to talk about is is what click we we were in. But this kind of lunchtime map immediately reminds me of Mean Girls because there's that scene where. um she's orienting Lindsay Lohan's character of like this is North Shore High and here are all the clicks and she has this like hand-drawn map of uh the lunch area and so this is the the list that she says um you got your freshman ROTC guys preps (laughs) 
JV jocks, Asian nerds, cool Asians, varsity jocks, unfriendly black hotties, girls who eat their feelings, girls who don't eat anything, desperate wannabes, burnouts, sexually active band geeks, the greatest people you will ever meet, and the worst, beware of the plastics. And so the, the greatest people you will ever meet is obviously um, her Janice. Her friend. Jan? Is that her name? Janice, yes. Oh, gosh, man, I hate <laughs> myself right now. And they're like the, the I guess you'd call them the art uh, kids. And by the way, um, you recited all of this from memory. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I bet to an extent I totally could have. I love Mean Girls. Mean Girls came out 2004, so that was smack in the middle of our um, high school experience. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't think it's that far off. I think it's comedically punched up, obviously. But, I mean, how do you feel like this list compares to Grimsley? I think that it's an extreme. It's an extreme. I think Grimsley was pretty fluid, but had some, I think I would add, like, the cool Christians. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. Or, the, like, it, yeah. The, or, like, the, the, hot, the hot jocks. I think, I feel like popularity at Grimsley had a lot to do with how much, how long you knew people. And so, and I think because of that, people were also... I didn't think Grimsley had a lot of like the the mean like the extreme meanness that you'll see in a high school or in in a in a, in a mean girls. Uh, I okay, okay, okay. I see what you mean. Like it's not like oh she's the mean girl. Like there was no Regina George of Grimsley, but arguably there are versions. There version, there are shades. Yeah. There are shades of Regina. <laughs> shades of Regina. There were shades of all of these people, but I just felt like. God, I don't know what it is. I feel like looking back now, when I think of people that were being kind of mean or snobby, I think there were snobby people. It yeah. all was like, oh, God, those people were just so insecure. Oh, 1,000%. So insecure. And so when I look at them now, I, I'm not like, oh, you were so mean. I'm like, oh, you were so, you were so insecure. I do feel like they're covering up insecurity, but it was a implication of putting the Putting others down in order to put yourself up. Oh, yeah. You know, so oh, that yeah. was... There were consequences, for sure. And I feel like, classically, that was the jocks, uh, you know, popular kids, like, uh, group that had that about them. Like, that's what I... F- I understand that there was no Regina George, but there certainly was a hierarchy and... Yeah. You know, we listed two of the most popular girls, and that yeah. was like the top tier of popularity. Yeah, um, and they were, uh, you know, one of them was was on the women's soccer team, and then the other one was uh, dating whatever most popular quarterback there was. Like that, that was the thing, like, right? The, it was the, affiliation with with sports. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and to say the the most popular guy, good looking was was the quarterback like in that classic way like it wasn't you know like oh surprisingly this you guy in band is the most popular guy (laughs) aren't we really doing things differently it was like no the most popular guy is the quarterback yeah yeah so i have our senior year yearbook here because i wanted to i looked at the homecoming and the prom spreads because i i do feel like you know when you think of popularity uh that's a good reference so i I wanted to show you some stuff that i found in there but i asked you to bring your senior year yearbook as well so i'm gonna have you flip to some pages i'm gonna read some excerpts that i think are are pretty great for those of you following at home this is the whirly gig from 2006 please what page should uh, everyone turn to everyone Turn to the homecoming spread, which if you don't have it memorized, is on page 18. Oh, early. Okay. Of course, the title of the page is Falling in Love, Homecoming Court. Uh, oh, wow. I will note, so, you know, we'll, I, I'm sure we'll, we'll put this somewhere so you, you guys can see it, but... 
Well, no, we won't. That was a blatant lie. We can't show this. It, whatever. You'll imagine it. I'm going to talk. Please don't show this. Yeah. So, um, so essentially it is images of everyone on the homecoming court. So that's about, that's a dozen couples, not couples. A, well, yeah, couples. A, a dozen women and a dozen men. As their dates. Yeah. And Nagin is on this page. Um, as is our... Uh, our other friend in the trio. It says, a dance, a football game, and a beauty pageant. What could be better? Each year, the 12 most driven and influential girls are nominated for Homecoming Queen. This year, the crown went to popular girl number three, with popular girl number four, and Lucinda Melvin as runners-up. Which, now that I read this, popular girl number three was a fucking bomb. I cannot recall. She was the fucking bomb. She was the epitome of like, she was so gorgeous. She, she was looks, so yeah. kind. She was a, like all around. What good group person. was she in though? She, cause she wasn't friends with the popular girls that we listed, was she? Well, or was she in popular just girls that we listed were white girls. And uh. I think everyone in their group was. And so this is presenting and realizing like, I mean, you know, I hate to say it, but yeah, it was a pretty segregated place. I mean, she was a popular girl. Yeah. Listen, maybe maybe what we what we realize is that there are different kinds of popular girls. I don't know. Well, I will say the runner ups are one, our friend in our trio mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. two, a girl on the soccer team. So mm-hmm. we're not far off from our perception. But yes, it, they're they're. It it was it was extremely segregated. Now you are on this page. I will point out that all of the women on this page are wearing uh, okay suits. This are wearing was um, dress suits. Is that what you call it? Dress skirt suit? suits. Skirt suits. We were suit? all. Re- I fucking remember. We were all required to look like Hillary Clinton in these photos. <laughs> it was a requirement. They said we wear a skirt suit. Do you see anybody? Oh, I see one girl wearing a cool like. Uh, uh, what do you call this? Cap- a I'm not seeing suit? anything that's cool. No. Oh. Popular girl number five. Another girl on the soccer team. Another girl on the soccer team. But I think the suit was like either from Dillard's, TJ Maxx, one of these places. Because like which 17 year old had a skirt suit in their closet? And I'm wearing this pink and black uh, tweed. It looks like you're also maybe wearing some pantyhose. No, those are bare legs. <laughs> Those are smooth. Those are just silky, smooth, bare legs. Oh, gosh. And my date, man, do I have. mm. Oh, we'll save that for the uh, for the school dance episode. Little tease there. You know what the big tragedy of that year was? That the Pope died. (laughs) (laughs) The huge tragedy that for homecoming, they would normally put all the girls in in convertibles and ride them around the football or ride them around the track at a football game. And they couldn't do it our year. I don't remember why. But like, huh. cars broke that year. Cars wouldn't work. So <laughs> unfortunately, they had to skip it. Okay. So one of the girls on the homecoming court um, has an awesome uh, story. One, because I somewhat know her present day, as do you. Also, if you turn to page 33, wow, the design of the page numbers in this thing. 33, yes, you will see. Time of Our Lives, Prom 2006. Oh, my God. Prom is a night that can only be explained through the pictures of dinner at a fancy restaurant, guys in suits, and girls in the most gorgeous dresses that they could find. After finding a date, the process of choosing attire begins. Starting hours, maybe even days in advance for the dance, (laughs) the girls feel the rush as they try to get their nails, hair, and makeup done. It is so important for these girls to look absolutely stunning for their dates and have all the necessary accessories to match that perfect dress that they've been waiting forever to wear. Who? Why is this? Well, all I can say is this was written by our peers. Yeah, exactly. So we have them to thank for it. No formal written by credits uh, in any of these uh, articles, but um, (laughs) it says... This dance is so special, not only because it's so formal and everyone gets a chance to shine in amazing outfits, 
but also because this is the first time ever that Grimsley has had a prom king and queen, which is crazy. The first ever prom king was... There's no way Prom king. Okay. You don't remember prom king. Dude, I can't remember so many things. Uh, And prom queen, the best girl you'll ever meet. Okay, so... Love her. Yeah, so that's who I referenced who was always on... uh, Always on. Who was also on the homecoming court. The best girl you'll ever meet was a... uh, Was on the soccer team. She was... uh, I had... She was on the soccer team with me growing up and she is now a proudly out gay woman with a wife and a baby and, and a she's baby. an awesome designer and she actually designed the um ear biscuits logo so we'll adr her <gasps> name and then you can dive no in way. and see if yeah yeah i didn't know that yeah i had reached out to her way back when to uh when ear biscuits first started in 2013 um, because I saw that she she went into design, and um, we've kept that logo ever since. But it's such a great example of yes, confirming that you know the soccer players were were the popular girls. Now I don't know if you know this in gay fo- folklore, but women who play soccer, uh, there's a high percentage of women who play soccer that are queer. Um, oh. and that connection I did not make, uh, at the time. And I also don't think that that team, I don't think a lot of those girls are, well, at least haven't come out. Uh, but, but it's so interesting because the best girl you'll ever meet was the, the first prom queen of, um, of Grimsley. She's on the homecoming court. She was on the, the soccer team and she's also openly gay. And um, she and I briefly connected about, man, how different things would have been if we had known. Yeah. Like if we had just come out to each other. And I think it's a perfect, see, here's another reason why I am proud that we went to Grimsley High School. The most, the person, because prom, prom king and queen, these are elected positions, right? perfect example of how like people chose the person who they thought was the best yeah and she was she she is she was then she is now an awesome freaking person yeah and so it wasn't no mean girl in her no mean no mean girl is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. I found this cool study from 2018 it's from the journal of adolescent research um and it it comes from a series of focus groups that researchers conducted with recently graduated and ethnically diverse students who were born between 1990 and 97 i have all this memorized as well Mm -hmm. um they asked their focus this is talking about people that are born after we were 80 87 similar similar time period Mm -hmm. um to write down the various cliques that existed at their schools and then try to agree upon common groups that existed at all of the schools. But like that 90 to 97 range, like that's a pretty, that's like almost a decade of of, of people yeah. there. Um, and the students identified 12 general crowds in modern high schools. Okay, here are the crowds, which are less comedically pu- punched up and therefore I feel like more accurate to, to our experience. But populars, jocks, Floaters, good ats, fine arts, brains, normals, druggy stoners, <laughs> emo goths, 
anime manga kids <laughs> and loners. Wow. Yeah. I mean, that feels pretty good. Some concentric circles, for sure. <laughs> um, I feel like that's, a, yeah, that's a good representation. That's pretty good. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you can look at a movie like Grease or, like, even going from Grease to a John Hughes movie to a Mean Girls. There's there's consistent clicks that everybody's aware of. That kind of hits all of them. We're not talking about the greasers anymore. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but, you know, it's... There were jocks uh, in, yeah. in the 50s. There are jocks now. These are the general groups that people find themselves in. So the question is, what group were we in in high school? Mm. I mean, when you... S- I, I feel like there are a few different groups that you mentioned that I was like, oh, maybe I was a little bit part of all of those. I generally felt individually like a bit of a floater. Mm-hmm. I felt like I had friends in a lot of these different groups. I felt closest to you and Lucinda Melvin, probably. But I always felt like never in the like that was just a small friend group. But in terms yeah. of a larger clique, I never felt comfortable in any one place. Yeah. And I think to this day, I'm like that. I think that's very accurate. Well, because, you know, speaking of popularity, you were the president uh, for I don't even know how many years you were the lots, president of our lots class. Lots of Lots, lots of, of years. Them. I guess I had and a lot to prove. And in order to be the president, uh, uh, you have to have at least some form of popularity. So uh, that makes sense to me that you were the you were the actual literal definition of popular in that you knew a lot of people in, in various different groups. I knew a lot of people, <laughs> but I couldn't participate. No? no, no, I did. No, I totally, I knew a lot of people. I felt like I had a lot of friends. I find my social experience in high school strange because I felt like I naturally had a lot of like connective tissue <laughs> with people, um, but I wasn't really allowed to explore my social potential or social being in many ways because my parents limited me they were really strict yeah so in the traditional ways that people would nurture friendship I felt like I could do it with you because my parents trusted your parents and liked the way they raised you and liked you a lot there are one or two other friends that they would they felt comfortable having me spend time with but it's not like I was allowed to go out to parties even go to sporting events without asking permission and like all of yeah. this stuff. And so I felt like the people that I could be in class with, that I could be in clubs with uh, and who my parents seemed to like, that's who I got to reinforce my friendships with. And I got lucky in that you were a person that I would have naturally wanted to do with, do that with anyway. Like you weren't a friend that I had to like, negotiate right i didn't have to negotiate with my parents to spend time with you but yeah but wouldn't you say that arguably because we also were so focused on getting into a good university and Mm -hmm. like getting a's and like and you were the the salutatorian of our school so like don't you think i mean i remember only second best best. (laughs) i remember (laughs) Uh, our lives being dominated by homework, at least Monday through Friday. So there wasn't really yes. time to, you know, and then on top of that, whatever extracurricular activities. So like, it wasn't like you were like, you know, man, I have all this time that I'd like to fill, but I'll just sit here in my right. room alone. Right, right. I, I think that was a big one. It's like, who do you... Who you spend your time with, who you become friends with are those people that are spending their time similarly. And I yeah. think you're totally right that we were very academically focused and Grimsley was but a stepping stone. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> See, I, I, okay. You are totally a floater. Like, yes, I totally see that for you. I think I was so scared or like extremely Mm. insecure i think i was so scared of new things and new people and judgment and myself and you know 
this new world and not knowing exactly who I was, that my tendency was to stay almost to stay introverted, but I'm not necessarily an introvert. So like it was to stay with a very small group of people. And it yeah. just so happened, you know, in the in the the trio that you referenced, you and I and Lucinda Melvin were the, the core of that. But I would say, you know, where that trio fell was kind of in either like preps, what you would call preps, or mm-hmm. like I would say second to third tier popularity group. Like, you know, it wasn't that the two popular girls that we talked about earlier weren't sitting you know a couple tables away from us because they were but we weren't necessarily sitting at their table but we were adjacent to does that make <laughs> sense like is that fair yeah i because well, i also keep in mind lucinda melvin was the head cheerleader and you were the president of the school <laughs> I was neither of those things. I don't have something to uh, call myself in that way other than a uh, closeted gay, you know, hey, partial you worked theater at, you kid. Worked at build a bear. You had a That's right. For you. Build me up. Yeah, I need it. <laughs> I need a good confidence boost. Um, but, you know, like. I never thought, like, you never to me struck me as somebody who even cared about what people thought about you, which is so funny because. Even like my double pop collar, like contacts in the grove, yeah. like definite hair well, straightener now, moments. Not saying that's not gone, but yeah, I didn't think you really cared about what people thought. So you're saying that I was like super cool and you were always like, oh, my God, she's it was so just this, like cool. effortless. It was effortless for you. <laughs> coolest friend by far. Um, you know, I just felt I just do you ever do you ever feel like. Other people just don't get it. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. I, I mean, really, I really sometimes felt that not in the other people aren't cool and we're actually cool. But I just I think maybe my so when we went into freshman year, my yeah. sister went into her freshman year at Duke. Yeah. And so and we were. Oh, really yeah. Close. Baby. Good, good <laughs> yeah. stories there. OK. <laughs> and for those of you who don't know. Duke is in Durham and it's about like an hour away from Greensboro. And so I was able to go regularly visit her and stay overnight. And I was through her exposed to a lot in terms of like people, lots of different people. Oh, really yeah, cool, sure. secure, about people about. Too. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know. I think that that was great for me because it gave me this like, OK, it's not just high school. There's a whole world out there. This is. Yeah. When I say this is but a stepping stone, it really mm-hmm. felt like just something that we did on the way to something bigger. That makes so much sense because I don't think I really had that. Despite going to Duke with you that one that one specific <laughs> time and then obviously not any. We'll talk about that later. But that sounds amazing. I could have used that because I think right. that my you know, I think people have like their eras in which they feel like they peaked or it was their best time. Mine is adulthood. It was not, yeah, sure. you know, it, it was not high school. It was not college. It was arguably now. It, w- it was yeah. like out yeah. of school. And I do feel like uh, the world felt so small in high mm-hmm. school. And you felt like it's these people or it's nobody. And there's and also yeah. keep in mind, like I said, that my space started, you know, when we were in high school. But like I, you know, those were kind of weird kids that were uh actually you know had friends that lived elsewhere and it was like creepy and scary and my sister was certainly uh one of those kids and it's interesting because when she kind of looks back at high school and puts me in in a place she's like oh you Mm. were one of the popular kids and i'm like you don't oh you didn't know me you didn't know the reality of our of our situation because she wasn't obviously in our grade or anything right she right, definitely right. hung out with the but from afar emo goth she, kids yeah, yeah from afar it was it it seemed as if we were in a popular group but i would say we were second or third tier <laughs> yeah. i find it so sad i find it so sad <laughs> to talk about popular to talk about your social standing 
I mean, a hierarchy inherent to a hierarchy is that there is like a top. There's yeah. this, there's a benchmark. Uh, and I, fi- I just find that so freaking sad that we're like comparing ourselves. I mean, isn't that how everything works, though? Like even at Mythical, there are clicks here, right? Like mm-hmm, it could mm-hmm. be the entire post team. They call themselves post people, too. Uh, but they like have, you know, this connection with each other and sure. they hang out together or like there's a group of people who really like to talk about Gilmore Girls and go in depth into Gilmore Girls or like you'll always see, you know, um, the 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 mythical kitchen uh, kids hanging out with each other and hanging out with certain well, people. Again, and, all of this is like people's interest. Like the group is yes. reinforced by your interest. Yes. Now, right? I wouldn't say that there's like a hierarchy, but counterpoint to the point I just made, there's an org chart because mm-hmm. that is how companies function. Um. So for me, like, it's funny because there was a period of time where I felt very much on an island in terms of my current day click because essentially it's Rhett and Link and then it was me and then it was everybody else. And then now it's evolved. So it's Rhett and Link, it's me and our, our COO, and then we have uh, a handful of VPs. So you underneath. are back to being two to three degrees removed from me. <laughs> no, but in 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 reality, it felt so isolating. Not being, you know, we can talk about my relationship with with Rhett and Link, but like to work with people who have been best friends for nearly forty years, and to be the right hand to two people. You know, it's very it's Rhett and Link. It's not Rhett and Link and Stevie. You know, it's mm-hmm. Rhett ampersand Link. So, you know, my click in comparison to them. Sure, you could sure you could click us together in in a lot of ways. But like, you know, it felt very isolating being not part of Rhett and Link and then the boss of everybody else. And right. now, you know, honestly, having the COO as as it, 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 it which sounds so ridiculous. um feels like okay i'm not on this island by myself and having having you know that camaraderie professionally but certainly there are clicks that exist in in every day and the question is if your company had to make a yearbook page of friends (laughs) who would pay to have you in their ad Um, whichever first sponsor comes on board for Best Friends Back All Right. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, so there, there, there are the groups that are defined by their interests, the way they spend their time, and then there are the groups, perhaps, that are defined by the way they behave towards others. And I don't think that's a perfect distinction. It's not a perfect distinction. But when I think about the plastics as being very much like interests were around exclusivity and parties and fashion and attractiveness and sexual mm-hmm. activity <laughs> and, and the, sexual activity and sexual activity and then i think about what i think cool looks like now um and today's high school which is like inclusivity how do you yeah. how do you move away from making people feel less than or different um or is is that the I, reality I though i don't know if that's the reality i yeah. think that's what i think of yeah as, really fucking cool is the person that is incredibly attractive has a lot going for them and is and is regularly thinking about how to include others that and who is holy themselves 
and there is not that insecurity. You know what I mean? Like or or they have the insecurity, but they are but they are not using that as a as it an does, excuse doesn't to be an manis- manifest itself, yeah, in negative ways, yeah. And are I you think- talking about a high schooler right now? Or are you talking about like anybody? Fuck, I think I'm talking about my life now. <laughs> <laughs> are you are you in a clique now? Do you feel like I mean, using my example of just like mythical as a clique? Because well, right now I'm I, I have no professional clique because I am work. I I left. Minerva. I left a yeah. place where there were social social groups, a university, um, and now I'm working on my own. <laughs> so so actually, own I'm in my own clique, which is a really sad place. I do not like being on my own all the time. I need I need reinforcement from others, which is part of the reason why I'm so excited to have you to talk to every week. Oh, you want me to reinforce you? Because <laughs> <laughs> I just need like I I am a much more interesting person. And a much more comfortable person with myself when I'm interacting with others. It's interesting because given the pandemic period of time where people kind of were forced to isolate themselves and not hang out with people and and people have varying different stances right now on how they want to interact with people and what makes them safe or whatever. I told you when we had dinner the other week, like it was the first time I'd been out to dinner in in so long. So like. Just having a conversation with someone that's not work related mm, or is mm-hmm. not Cassie is very different. I, I I totally agree that like I'm looking forward to this podcast being a place to have a conversation and to selfishly have a conversation about us, which I also <laughs> feel like isn't something that happens regularly. And I'm hoping that the relatability mm-hmm of the things that we're talking about resonate with people and people are able to go, oh, yeah, I was, you know, in this click, I, I, mm-hmm. I wish. Oh, that's another question. Do you wish that you were in another click looking back at high school? No, no. I felt like maybe I wish there were more other people at our school. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I don't feel like there were other people at our school that I wish we hung out with more. I'm. Not concerned. I'm concerned that I didn't know people I should know. I, but partially, like, oh, part, for sure. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, yeah. I, um, I wouldn't reverse time and go, oh man, I, I, you know, would want to change, you know, where we were. But mm-hmm. I do. There's questions that I have about, like, oh, if I had, if I had reached out to people that felt a little bit different to me, maybe they wouldn't have felt so different. Hmm. Um, okay, before we wrap things up for this week, I conducted an interesting social experiment that I'm quite proud of myself for doing. But I tweeted on my personal account at StevieWV and little plug. Um, and I, I said I asked people to reply with what click or social group they were in during mm. high school. And then I had my assistant, uh, she compiled a list of data in an Excel spreadsheet with uh, percentages of the association. Your percentages. (laughs) Jesus. (laughs) Because I was really curious to see how many of what I will call our our listeners and friends, like what what groups they fell into. I felt like this would be representative of that if I tweeted this. And when Laura compiled all the data, I believe she only had, she had 328 replies. So that's what this data is based off of. This morning I woke up and there are over 1,200 replies. Twelve wow. over twelve hundred replies, and they're still coming in. I'm dying so to know. So I kind of had, yeah. So I could have, <laughs> I, I, I had preconceived notions of what the answer would be, and I feel like this, like one fourth, you know, grouping is is probably representative of all twelve hundred. Um, just based on like the vibes I think we give off at Mythical, the community that we've um created, and in my mind, I. Th- thought it was going to be theater nerds like i thought that would be the number one group um Mm -hmm. or 
people that didn't really fall into one particular category. Yeah. Um, because we do some weird shit. Like mythical's weird. We we the, that's what we do. Wow. Drum roll, drum roll. The number one group with over 17% is band people. Band band group. I don't I don't want to say brand. Musicians. Band nerds. Musicians. Well, band, you know, band and high I school. understand they are musicians. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Um, which I thought was interesting. Number two is the theater nerds at just over 13%. Number three is just the general nerds and geeks. Then we have choir. Then the loners, no click. Then punks, emos, goth. Inbetweeners, floaters. Sports jocks. Academics. Gay. <laughs> Which I guess just gay is a click. <laughs> and stoners. And then the percentages, you know, fall after that. Um, wow. It sounds like I need to I need to brush up on my piano so I can cater to the, the band, the band people up in here. I mean, but is this not <laughs> does this not this when I saw this, I was like, this is who I am. I'm a little bit of theater. I'm a little bit of nerd. I'm a little bit of loner. I wanted to be emo. Well, Stevie, this uh, makes know. complete sense. These are your followers. Well, <laughs> this yeah, is not mythical followers. This is specifically you. I think you. they're probably one and the same. Okay, fine. You're invalidating my entire data set. Is what you're no, I think do. what I'm seeing is that this is reinforcing that the people that follow you are exactly the right people. Oh, I agree. Except for the person who said, can't wait to not listen. When I announced the <laughs> podcast. Um, but other than that, uh, yeah, we have a, I think I have a great group of, of, you have of a, followers yeah. and Mythical has a great group of Mythical Beasts. And uh, Well, if you looked at my Twitter followers or my Instagram followers, it would be like 100% family. <laughs> <laughs> you're Cousin. like, you do a little uh, poll and you're like... What house did you grow up in? <laughs> Yours. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for listening to Best Friends Back All Right. You can catch brand new episodes every Friday. Make sure to follow so you don't miss an episode. And if you're enjoying the podcast, leave us a review. If you're not, you can just not. Go have a snack. You can also follow at Mythical Pods on TikTok for clips to share with family and friends. You can follow me at Nagin and Stevie everywhere at Stevie W. Levine. And of course, you can hear me every Monday through Friday on Good Mythical Morning with Rhett and Link at YouTube.com slash Good Mythical Morning. And I will see you there. <laughs>